over. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're trying to mold them into the ways of the world. And the Bible says, don't let it happen. <laughs> now, let me ask this question. Do you think that is affecting churches today? Sure it is. Some churches who 20 years ago would not think of same-sex marriage are now doing what? Yes. Some churches who 20 years ago wouldn't think of ordaining homosexuals are doing what? The world is conforming them. Can I remind you again, and I think you already know this, it doesn't matter how often you repeat a lie, guess what? It's still a lie. It is still deception. No matter how often or how loud you say it, it is still a lie. And that's why those of us who profess Jesus Christ as Lord, we must not allow the world to press us into its mold. But the Bible says we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, I, I, I want to say this first and make sure you understand. The transformation of our mind, the renewing of our mind, is again the work of Jesus Christ through his word. Our minds need to be transformed. The way we used to think doesn't matter anymore. We used to think like the world because we lived like the world. But now we are in Christ. We're to imitate him. He is our example. And we must allow the Spirit of God and the Word of God to renew our minds. And that being said, we have to realize that following his steps of Jesus, imitating him, needs to be the highest priority of our life. In my daily Bible reading, I'm reading through the major prophets. I'm in Jeremiah. And every year when I read through Jeremiah and even Isaiah and Ezekiel, some of the other prophets, I'm amazed at those men. The example they set for the people and the persecution they faced for telling the truth of God and how they refused to back down. And I think, Lord, help me to be like that. Help me to have that spiritual backbone to be like Jeremiah or Isaiah or Ezekiel, any of the prophets that withstood that. But God, more than that, help me to be like Jesus. Help me to imitate him. Now remember, when God came into our world, what did he put on? What did he become? Was he a spirit? He put on flesh. So he conformed himself to us. Until 2,000 years ago, the Trinity, not 
one of them existed in the flesh. 2,000 years ago, that changed. Jesus conformed to our flesh. Now, he didn't sin. But the reason he did that is so he could experience what we experience. And so the question is, is it not reasonable since he conformed to us to meet our needs that we should conform ourselves in the way of obedience to him? It's the least we can do after all he has done for us. Galatians 4, look at verse 4. Wow. The Bible says that Jesus came under the law for our sakes. The lawmaker, the law, the true lawgiver, made himself subject to the law. And he did it for you and I. And the least we can do is to take his yoke upon him, or his yoke upon us, and learn of him. After all he has done for us. In his condensation, in his humiliation, to conform himself to us, so far beneath him, The least we can do, in fact, the best thing we can do for ourselves is to conform to the one who is higher than us. Imitate his life. Ephesians 4, look at verse 15. Thank you, Jason. We're to grow up into him in all things. And what we need to understand as we try and achieve that goal, growing up in him, we can't spare any effort. We have to give it all we have. Now remember... After the resurrection, we will be completely conformed to him in glory. So it's very reasonable and very logical that right now we ought to be conforming ourselves to his holiness. 1 John 3, 2. I love that verse, don't you? Now, now, by the way, the longer I serve Christ, the more precious these verses become to me. Because I am convinced that if God makes a promise, guess what? It's going to happen. And one day, John says, I'm going to see him as he is. And when I do, I am going to be just like him. What a promise! What a wonderful promise. Philippians 3.21. 
one of these days, we're going to have a glorious body. Fashioned just like his. And we'll be not just like him, I mean, not only in our spirit, in our souls, but our bodies are going to be transformed as well. What a promise we have from God's word. And I would challenge each one of you here tonight, make, that, make those promises the anchor for your soul. Romans 6, 5. Do you see that promise? If we've died like he died, we did. We did when we gave our life to Christ. But we're also going to be like him in the likeness of his resurrection. A glorified body. And my friend, when he died, was, was raised again, when will he die again? Never, ever. The same is true for us. I think God's word gives us plenty of reasons to live in conformity to Christ right here. To imitate him here and now. To learn of him. Because the whole thing we need to understand, as we conform to him in holiness here in this life, it is evidence that one day we will be conformed to him in glory. That's the promise of God's word. Thank you, Jesus. Most of you have heard of John the Baptist. Probably better John the Baptizer. He wasn't a Baptist, okay? Uh, but John the Baptizer. And uh, in one conversation when he was asked about Jesus, one thing John said, John said about Jesus, he must increase and I must decrease. And in interpretation, there's a link there because the only degree to which Christ could increase in our life is to the same degree we decrease. The more we decrease in our life, the more he increases. There's a link there. So to what degree we imitate Christ? Whatever degree that is, and no farther. It's only when we imitate him to the extent we conform to him and imitate him that we can help us, help other people. But the less we conform to him, the greater our ability to help both the saved and unsaved decreases. So our heart's desire needs to be to imitate him. And the degree we do that will help influence the effect we have in this world. What a serious, serious thought. And my friend, it ought to cause us to go on our knees asking God for grace that we might follow him closer. First Thessalonians 2.12 That we would do what? 
walk worthy. You ever hear that before, Jason? A couple of times. That's one of the things that Trail Life teaches those young boys or young men, to walk worthy. Not of yourself, but walk worthy of God. That's what God wants in our lives. Let's stop there for tonight. Thank you for being here tonight.